Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for uh, getting to listen to a charity event that we were a part of again, or for the first time, if you don't believe in helping other people. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Uh, Shalomi Mahomi, how are you? Very tired. Oh, I've, my, yeah. I've been awake for the last... Um, 39 calendar hours. Yikers. And uh, I, I'm i experiencing visual hallucinations uh, and I'm cramps and I'm very cranky. Uh, cramps? Yeah, if I'm awake for too long, uh, I get really bad leg cramps. Okay. Okay, that, that makes sense then. Uh, I was hoping it wasn't. It's not other... a bug; it's a feature. Yeah. And uh, as as for the visual hallucinations, um, like moving objects have like an after image that follows them. It's very strange. Uh, so it's like you're watching a Dragon Ball Z fight. Yes. Okay. I mean, that, uh, that kind of sounds I don't cool. Have like over dramatic narration. <laughs> That's my addition to be a, a guy powering up during Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I, they're making more it's Dragon good. Ball content. You should uh, audition. Yeah. You could be the next Johnny Young Bosch. Oh, my God. That'd be... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't even... Don't even put that, that goodness on me. I don't deserve that shit. It's true. Um, yeah. Had a good time. Uh, went to the beach. Had a... Had some beers, didn't drink much water, because uh, apparently everybody just thought like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna drink all the time." Never really became drunk. I just drank beer because I didn't have water to drink. Right. Uh, so I'm probably pretty dehydrated. Uh, well, the nice thing is, is like, if you were on that set of, I think it was like the African Queen or something like that, uh, where you're Marlon Brando and you're the only one, like the only thing you drink is like hard alcohol. Well, meanwhile, everyone's trying to drink water. Uh, you're mostly safe because everyone else got sick on that filming. Uh, and Marlon Brando, I believe, I believe it was, I could be completely wrong with everything I'm saying. Uh, but I know this fact exists. Uh, there was a movie shot in Africa. Everybody else, except for one cast member. Uh, got violently ill because all they drank was uh, alcohol and not water. Yeah, that sounds correct. I'm pretty sure it was African Queen. I've never seen the film. But I haven't either. I don't know. It was just it was really nice to get away for a while. Um, there's a, an art gallery there where uh, we stayed. We... I don't know, like, there's this cool little plaza kind of tucked in into, like, a grove of trees, and uh, they have all kinds of various shops and things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the things is an art gallery, and uh, I purchased an oil painting of a sailing ship for a hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, that that sounds like an old white person thing to do. I don't usually give a shit about art, but I was kind of transfixed by it, and I was like, someday I will own my own home, and I want this painting to hang in it. Now, uh, was it like Aziz Ansari in uh, Parks and Rec, whenever yeah. the, the guy it's makes beautiful. The... I've stared at this for five hours yeah. now. Yeah. Look, look at the shapes. Make it like the shapes. <laughs> It is a good ass painting. Yeah. Uh, as for me, and as you alluded before, uh, live stream for the Cure was this weekend, and uh, we we live streamed for roughly fifty hours. Uh, actually, it was a little bit more. It's close to like fifty in a row. Uh, no, thank God, no. Uh, we, we would we would have died. It was me, Gerald, and Nick on on a an enclosed space, uh, and Gerald would have been dead, or we would have been dead from Gerald. Uh, because that's how the, that's how our friendship works. I was so sorely disappointed that I didn't get to see you guys just because of how very, very long it took me to drive there. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm so jealous that you've met Gerald in the meat space. And I just got to ask, what's the smell? Oh, I don't fucking know. Uh. I'll say you never just got in there and just no, you know, no, because I mean, I'm, I've seen this guy far too much in in real in in meat space. Like he came over to my house one time to record a podcast. Uh, we've gone to the movie theater. I'm going to say about five times now together, uh, including once uh, completely accidentally at the same time. And we didn't even know that we were in the, the same theater uh, at the same time. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. We apparently went to an 8 a.m. showing nice. uh, in at uh, I want to say it was an AMC uh, and he took his son and then he gets out and reviews the movie on Letterboxd. And I'm like, wait, were you in this theater at this time? And he went, yes. And I was like, that's fucking surreal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it it's slowly losing its luster to being a, a normal thing that I do now. Oh, uh, but uh, yes, the, <sighs> the goal was fifteen thousand dollars this year in fifty hours. Uh, we hit it and we crushed it. We hit, uh, I believe, the final total according to Nick's email was eighteen thousand uh, fifty-four dollars and twenty cents. So uh, it's done. It's, it's over cool. with. We did it. Uh, we we've succeeded. Uh, next year, the goal will likely be $20,000. I know w- there's already people asking about next year. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, meeting to talk about like what we need to improve upon for next year in order to actually do such stuff, but likely a $20,000 goal with a uh, a currently one-sided promise of Paul uh, allowing us to finally screen the ever-infamous Reap. If we hit our twenty thousand dollar goal, oh my god! (laughs) So I have to save up ten thousand dollars now. Yes, that that is that is what uh, the the big push is going to be. Because you know, I I really do think like because I mean the countdown it's very famous amongst like everybody in our like our our friend group that Reap is a real thing. 
uh, and amongst their listener community that Reap is a real thing, and we all want to watch it. Uh, the thing is, is can we convince Wayne? We all want to watch it so very, very bad. So very bad I want to see this bad movie. Yes, uh, so much so we'll probably wind up uh, cumulatively, uh, cumulatively donating $20,000 to uh, cancer research. Uh, now, the, the big hurdle is that we need Wayne to get on board with this. I mean, if Wayne doesn't do it, he loves cancer. That's true. So, Paul, uh, remind him that uh, if he doesn't do it, he uh, loves cancer and hates America. <laughs> Stop hating America and get this. It's a sword with a gun attached. 100% safe. <laughs> Uh man, I I would donate five thousand dollars during the kickoff event just to fucking I don't know. There has to be like a live reaction of Wayne going, "Oh shit, it's happening!" Yeah, like like the the second like we we hit the first milestone in like the first uh four seconds of the event, it would it would be uh pretty fucking killer. But yeah, um. That was the, that was the event. I didn't get much sleep it last night. Uh, basically, since the event ended, we just were talking shit the whole time. Uh, me, Gerald, Nick, and Rebecca. Uh, some things have come to light, uh, including uh, private things, which Dan will now cut out of the show. Now, you know, drinking margaritas, talking shit. Uh, I got very drunk off of three very heavy pours of of margarita. Uh, Wound up throwing up, maybe slept for an hour or two, and then, uh, still drunk, uh, was driven to the airport, boarded two planes, uh, and made my way home. So, I'm, I'm <laughs> running on, like, fucking fumes. Even though I had, like, I think I had an hour-long yeah. nap. I am running on fumes. I, uh, I drove all day yesterday, pretty much, uh... You know, up from North Carolina over, you know, to where my parents live, got the dogs back home and uh, ended up being, you know, a, a very, very long trip. But um, oh, yeah, I was I was uh, pounding the Red Bulls so that I could uh, keep the truck on the road and keep alert and watch for animals. Um. And then uh, got home, you know, unloaded everything, brought it in the house, and uh, was very, very tired and laid down and uh, just was far too cranked up on all of my uh, stimulants and drugs <laughs> from said Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like crystal meth in a can. It's crystal meth in a can. Power thirst is crystal meth. Warning. May contain Anacornacova. <laughs> uh, I miss old weird YouTube videos. I do too. Um, uh, what, what? Oh, the I'm a banana video. You remember that one? The the guy goes, "I'm a banana." I'm a banana. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, Nick plays that for uh, Avery, who is Rebecca's daughter. And I just went, "What the fuck is this? 2006?" Verifiably, the best YouTube video is uh. The that's that's a nice grill video. The what? Uh, it's called that's a nice grill. It's about two bros, and the one bro is showing his other bro a very nice grill that he owns. 
and uh, he proceeds to tell him that he he hates living and hates his family, but he loves grilling. And would you grill me on this grill? I mean, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably prefer to be grilled to death, honestly. <laughs> well, it's not your choice anymore, because I'm getting grilled today. And when I'm crispy and done, you better clean out the grease tray, or my soul will haunt this grill for all of eternity. Uh, the other thing I learned this weekend is that Zoomer talk is uh, just indecipherable. I like I, I like I listened to Avery talk for about an hour because we went on a uh, a two mile loop walk around Nick's place. And uh, now Nick and I did this in less than 40 minutes uh, the other three days. Uh, now, of course, when you bring a 10 year old, you add one and a half times uh, your your normal length. So it took us over an hour uh, and her 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 language was like something from alien scripts that had just been passed down from generation to generation. Give me three examples. Uh, I mean, she she says like much whatever instead of I am like, let's say, for instance, I am very sad is how a normal human being says it. Uh, instead, she goes much sad, and I'm just like, why? So she speaks in fucking Doge memes. I I'm guessing that's what Zoomers do now. <laughs> I don't. Are they ironically using memes that were like kind of shitty, even like when we were in college? Uh, no, 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 not kind of shitty. Doge is extremely shitty. Doge is like bottom Doge barrel was fucking meme. Always like, yeah, it. It's bottom tier. Um, their coins are trash. Uh, and someday people will be billionaires in Dogecoin. Uh, it's true. For some no, reason. But I don't think she has the concept of irony yet because she's 10. And if she does, she like understands irony ironically. I don't know. But, oh my god! Yeah, uh, it, my brain just <laughs> melted thinking about that. But yeah, like I, I, she's ten. Like, there's no way she has a concept for irony yet. There's no way. And if she does, I mean, good for her. But yeah, like hearing her say shit like that is just like, oh my fucking god, this planet's doomed. Well, fuck this planet. That's true. Uh, I know that was only one example. That was basically uh, her, an entire conversation with her was like much this thing, much that thing, and I'm just like, you know, very exists. Very is a <laughs> word that you can use. Mood. Oh, much sad. How about sorrowful? Do, do you feel sorrowful? Can you can you say the word sorrowful? Yeah. Big yikes! I don't know. I um. I need to make my way up to to visit Nick soon. I um I do really want to meet Rebecca. She's a wonderful Just person. So I can say that uh I've I've met the person who uh made my good friend not hate everything in the entire world. Uh I mean we did compare her multiple times to uh the person that made Nick hate everything. Uh Including being like, hey, at least you didn't show up 10 minutes before the end of the event as we were wrapping up <laughs> and thanking everybody, scre basically screaming your head off about how awful we all are. Yeah. 
That's uh, it's more of a contrast than a compare. Well, sure. If we're gonna split hairs about it, I mean, fine. But the point is, the point is, uh, that didn't happen this year. We we yeah. hit eighteen thousand dollars. Uh, Nick's Nick's former partner loves cancer. That's true. Does Wayne Does Wayne Aruzu love cancer? Uh, find out next year. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, that's going to be the episode this week. Is our live stream for the Cure segment? We didn't prepare news. We didn't pre- prepare downstream. Uh, we didn't prepare anything else. It's just going to be uh, f- in total fifty three minutes of you, Caleb, uh, myself, and Gerald, and. Sometimes Nick talking about 53 godless minutes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Talking about uh, 365 days, the Polish uh, 50 shades of gray, which is uh, even worse than I could fucking imagine. So uh, get ready to hear three grown men going. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of us made the sounds, but there's, we, we all did like the, the clucking motion, basically. I think I did. Uh, if, if you did, uh, it didn't get picked up on the mic, so, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I will likely throw up the, um, the video file on our YouTube at some point, uh, just because it's, it'll, it'll, it's funny. It's all improvised. It's very funny. Uh. But, but yeah, so uh, if, I don't know, just enjoy, just enjoy this. Uh, be mad that we watched a movie. Just enjoy something. God, why are you so hard to please? Uh, also, if you complain about the, the sound quality to this, I, I will come to your home and beat you in front of your family. Uh, because... Because <laughs> it's it, literally pulled down from a Twitch stream. Yeah, like I did my best to remove background noise uh, and any humming, but uh, there's some shit that goes on still. I couldn't fix it. Uh, you'll you'll all get over it, and the show is going to sound normal next week. I'm sorry we did something good, uh, and or uh, it took up our entire fucking week. If you don't enjoy this episode, you love cancer. <laughs> uh. So with that, Caleb, uh, let's just wrap up the show now. Uh, I will tell them where they can find us as human beings. Uh, you can find us at NetflixandSwill.com. If you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill, including our Patreon page, where you can contri- contribute to us at any dollar amount, uh, preferably at a $5 level, so you can give us uh, stuff to watch, which uh, seemingly the new thing is going to be uh, at the $5 level is to get me to watch shit that will make me finally cry as an adult during a movie. Uh, good luck. Man, I don't want to cry. I cry. I cried at the end of Real Steel because the kid's dad finally loved him. How, how embarrassing! <laughs> but that is on Netflix, so there's that. I think it was on. It was on Netflix at some point. It might not. It might not. I don't fucking know. Yeah, most things were. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, uh, next week on the show, what we're doing is uh, Army of the Dead and uh, the Melanie Laurent movie, Oxygen. We're doing two review, two furious. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people giving us stuff to watch, somebody do so. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel good about this. Uh, m- m- me too. 
and now for something you're really going to hate. Our review of 365 Days. I'm going to lay down and die now. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. We are now going to be welcoming the amazing, amazing gentleman from the Netflix and Swill podcast, including a, a very good friend of mine, somebody I have not seen in a hot minute, this beautiful man who is on vacation right now in a hotel room. Caleb, how are you, brother? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm I'm absolutely, absolutely. He does. He looks so cozy. He's like lounging back. Do you have like a cocktail or some kind of tropical drink? Uh, no, just this bad boy yingling black and tan there you go there you go well uh dan because i don't, I mean, I don't do uh you know tropical mixed drinks clear liquors are for rich women on diets <laughs> but uh yeah ladies and gentlemen i just i just i want to do this really really quickly someone's massaging kill's feet off camera says julio i i believe it i believe it so before i duck out of here really really quickly uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pop this bad boy just uh you know charcoal roasted marinated jalapeno or habanero excuse me hmm. pop it in there so i love you beautiful bastards uh you are amazing uh the floor is yours daniel or actually do you want me to play the cautionary tales of netflix theme i do Welcome to Cautionary Tales of Netflix, or Netflix and Swill. You know, one-star movies are terrible. They'll make you want to gouge your fucking eyes out. And that's what this show is all about. Warning people about the dangers of shitty movies. Alright, well, uh, this week's tale, or this month's and this year's tale, is about a Dan who really fucked up. It's 365 days. Or DNI. Sorry, my headset is apparently useless because uh, the sound is just coming from my PC speakers anyway. Oh. So hopefully that's not coming through the mic also. Um, yeah, this is uh, not a very good movie. No. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Uh, so 365 um, days. Uh, I have the IMDb up here because Caleb's on vacation. I have it right here. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, I will talk about uh, the awards it was nominated for oh, as soon as you're done. Oh, here's my wife for some reason. Hello, wife. Um, <laughs> uh, Massimo is a d member of the Sicilian Mafia family, and Laura is a sales director. She does not expect that on a trip to Sicily trying to save her relationship, Massimo will kidnap her and give her 365 days to fall in love with him. Uh, this is a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That seems high. Uh, that is high. Uh, also, this movie was nominated for six... Of the Golden Raspberry Awards uh, on the for the 2021 Golden Razzies, uh, 
Worst picture. Worst director. Worst actor. Worst actress. Worst screenplay. And worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Uh, and it only won for one of those. Uh, Caleb, would you like to hazard a guess as to which one it won for? Hmm. Worst screenplay. Uh, Gerald, what is your guess? I didn't hear them all, but it's gotta be fucking screenplay, right? That is correct. You're both correct. You both get a thousand <laughs> points for Gryffindor. I didn't need to hear the others, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the strength of this movie? Definitely not in its writing. All right. So uh, how do we want to fuck this pig? Do we want to grasp it firmly from, from behind the head and force it to suck our penis on a, on a private flight? Or do we want to yeah. like, I'll, uh... tie up somebody and see where it goes from there? I'll 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 fuck the pig first. You just hold the ears. Um, so I don't know what the the list of crimes that this man does uh, specifically to this woman. So like he does kidnap her. Um, he like gropes and threatens her and like threatens to rape her and like attempts to rape her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, because of the premise of the movie, we know that, like, eventually Stockholm Syndrome will set in. Um, <laughs> it's it's Like, uh, the, this movie is has, like, so many bad things to say about women. Like, I don't I don't get it. Uh, I don't get why people can find this erotic. Like, this movie hates women. Uh, interestingly, enough, I said that about. Fifty Shades of Grey, but like this, this is so much worse. It's three hundred and fifteen worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's worse because also it, this book you must be kidding, woman, aren't you? And uh, this book, uh, this movie was directed by a woman and written by a woman. Crazy. So I mean, it's just the fact that women find uh, like are this disrespectful to themselves is just kind of like what's well, going on in Poland. Like the rape fantasy is definitely a thing. I don't understand sure. why it's a thing, but like maybe that's just how you roll, but like why why like a mafia guy who like is murdering everybody cuz then like cuz it has to do the thing too, like um there's like the club scene where another guy tries to get honor and shit and is being threatening. Mm-hmm. So like you have to introduce another male who is more of a direct threat so he can be kind of heroic, which is totally what they do in Fifty Shades. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I don't, Like, that still doesn't top mafia human trafficking murderer. Yeah, Caleb, you and I covered the Fifty Shades films intimately, I'll say. I'll use the word intimately. See what I did there? Yeah. But... I, I get this, it. Yeah, I guess it's a whole genre now, but this movie just takes that Fifty Shades recipe and really just adds a bunch of misogyny to it, and it's very uncomfortable. Where I'm not saying Fifty, <laughs> I'm not saying Fifty Shades isn't, but this just felt more like awkward and, and forced. No pun intended to me. Uh, I mean, Dan and I were talking earlier about this movie, Three Sixty Five, and. At least you could somewhat argue that Fifty Shades is in a way consensual, you know, at least. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, like sure. she, she claims her power and... Right. They do. 
thing. Right. Yeah. And this movie is just like, I'm just going to basically trap you and you're going to be my prisoner until you succumb to yeah, he, me. Or... He fully decides to Beauty and the Beast her ass. Yeah. And what's funny is that's one of the, the trivia facts is like the, mm-hmm. the director for the movie said, this is like a darker version of Beauty and the Beast. And just went, Here comes the money. What the fuck are you on about? Here we go. <laughs> Bubby, 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 $25 donation from Bubby. Nice. Did you also get the 109 from our patrons? Uh, no. Okay, well, there's 109 from our patrons, so thank you, patrons, for existing. I don't know if Dan was going to throw this out, but any redeeming qualities for this movie? I have one. I have one thing about this movie that okay, I thought I, was a positive. Okay, I'd love to hear this. Let me sit back and Well, I want to see if anybody else has a, anything they enjoyed from the movie. Just anything at all. Caleb? Um, know, some of the some of the lighting, I guess, was okay. <laughs> the lighting was fucking good. I don't know. Compared to uh, "I don't make love, I fuck," uh, his his line of "I'm gonna fuck you so hard to hear you in Warsaw," hear you in Warsaw, <laughs> not as clever or funny. No, not quite as not quite as good. It doesn't have a shelf life like Christian Gray's. Yeah. The only thing I like about this movie, which is kind of stupid, but is the ending. I really like the cliffhanger ending in the tunnel thing. I don't know. I kind of like that. Like the last like five minutes of the movie, I was kind of into it. Because I guess because it wasn't about rape See, at that point, And it was just yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. So you're waiting for uh, 365 days darker. Unfortunately, I have to fucking see what happens, right? Th- those, w- those will happen. Those will exist because they yeah, are currently. They will. They signed them, them right? They signed them on. Yeah, I saw that's the only thing, though. I mean, this movie was just hard to watch. Julio wants you to describe the ending in detail. Go, Gerald. It's your favorite part. You, I mean, you should know every intricate little detail. Well, so the movie is heavy on the sexual um, nature, right? So we get to the end, and it finally, she has succumbed, and they're like, they love each other. I think at this point, they'd even both told each other that they love they're, each other. They're about to get married. They're about to get married. She was doing her bridal dress, you know, trying on bridal dresses and that whole thing. And I want to point out, she does at one point say, I don't need 365 days. It's only been like a couple months. And it's like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And then they take that long. Massimo, he's a charmer. Um, but anyway, so they go to their bridal. I, I guess it's true what they say. Women only care about money and power. That's the message. Girls don't like boys. Girls like cars and money. That's the message. <laughs> But okay, you mean to keep God, this movie has a terrible message. Yeah. So she goes to try on the bridal dress, she gets the thing or whatever, and her maid of honor, I can't remember her name, her best friend comes over. And the two no, of the, random character, no one cares yeah, about. Yeah, the two of them are in the back of the like Yukon Denali or whatever, and they're driving along the countryside. And uh his like right hand man, I can't remember his name either, but like his number one right under him, Massimo's dude is in another car and they're doing this like back and forth where the camera's going to his car, back to her car. And she's talking about how, you know, happy she finally is and how, you know, she's excited to be married and she loves him and like, blah, 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 blah. And it goes back to his car and he's getting this like phone call where he knows something's going on and he's trying to get Massimo on the phone to, to let him know that basically they're going to have her killed. This, uh, this rival mafia family has put out a hit on her to get back at Massimo for stuff that we don't really know yet. He had some kind of scar on his chest or whatever. I don't know. So 
I thought it was a pretty well-constructed scene where it was kind of doing that back and forth, and then it was showing Massimo, and he was at home, and he was trying to get in touch with her, and busy signal and the whole thing. And his assistant gets to the estate where Massimo is, and as he gets there, he's running to find Massimo to tell him because he can't get him on the phone. And right at that same moment when he finally approaches him, we see the car of hers go into the tunnel, but it doesn't come out of the tunnel. So the presumption there is that something... Either she died or something bad happened to her, but she's not on her regular joyride that she was on before she went into the tunnel. And then the assistant gets to Massimo and doesn't even have to say anything to him. And Massimo just falls to his knees like, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, just happened to the love of my life. I really liked that last five minutes. I thought it was shot much different than the rest of the movie, if I'm being honest. But five minutes as opposed to 95 or 100 minutes of sexual awkwardness doesn't make up for it but that was basically the end is julio pleased by that description i don't know but oh, okay. here's here's the thing so paul paul question dan why are you so mean to gerald all it's the an time? inanimate carbon rod thank you for the follow whoever that was <laughs> paul, paul paul questioned who why, why why am i so mad or mad at gerald all the time why do i hate him so much uh that explanation is why that right there is everything you need to know about why i hate gerald so goddamn much all right I, yeah no, it's fine. he's he's a bad movie apologist <laughs> Um, yeah, true. true. You know what this movie really was missing was uh, a fucking 15 minute scene while they're on a glider and pop music is playing. <laughs> they did have that yacht scene, though, where they did yeah. all the different positions. Yacht scene. The, <laughs> yacht scene. Of this different ship or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That was missing. There was no lack of music drops in this, though. No. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, if you noticed, because I watched with subtitles because my girlfriend is deaf, a deaf human being. Um, anytime there's a music drop. It would play. It would put the name of the artist and the name of the song. Well, I noticed, like, I kept seeing this one artist's name over and over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And it turns out that artist that you hear over and over again, it's like Michele something because he's Italian. I have to. I have to look it up. Uh, is actually Massimo. Massimo has like four or five songs in the soundtrack of this film. He's a musician. D- yeah, yes. So if you were wondering. I, I, I have wow. to imagine they paid him like no money or like, hey, we'll give you exposure exposure for your songs if you just do the movie. And he went, oh, OK, cool. I get my dick sucked on camera, too. Awesome. Hmm. OK. Hey, well. do you want to IMDb review user review for this movie? Oh, of course. Um, good movie. Finally, something <laughs> different. The Western Taliban movement clearly did not affect these filmmakers. They made something I want to watch. Exciting movie and sexy plot. Netflix must make a sequel at once. <laughs> and they are. <laughs> What's the name of this person? Uh, Johan Nader. Oh, Ralph had a son? Yeah. 174 of 238 people found this review helpful. What the fuck, dude? No! Like, come on. Okay, so the other thing we have, we have to talk about, pretty much right at the beginning, the blowjob scene and the blowjob camera angles. Can we talk about these, please? <laughs> <laughs> they went for it, dude. Like, if you if there's any positive I have in this movie is they went for it in those blowjob scenes, like like the like the slightly off hip angle, so you don't actually see any of his shaft, and you just see like her, like pretty much. Like, it's awesome. It's awesome that you're watching that and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> who, who, who signed off on that camera angle? Yeah. You read the other uh, tidbit that he was wearing like a 
strap on or whatever during those scenes. Yeah, yeah, he's basically wearing a strap on for those. So, like, he's not actually getting his dick sucked. Thank you, whoever donated money. Nick is not at the computer, so I can't see, but uh, I am hooked up to the soundboard so I can hear it. But uh, thank you, whoever that was, for uh, probably donating because of our blowjob motion. So, everyone, let's do your best fake blowjob. Mm-hmm. Hey, there he is. Okay. Best fake blow. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. That wasn't fake, though. That wasn't fake. Penis was really out. I have a couple of great letterbox reviews. <laughs> well, let's hold off. One-liners. Which which one, which of the blowjobs, because there's two blowjob sequences in this movie, which okay. one is your favorite? Is it the one on the airplane, or is it the one The, with the, the one where he forces the woman who he's trying to make fall in love with him, watch him get his dick sucked? That's your favorite? Yeah. There's actually three, if you count Loras on the yacht. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, of the three, which one is your favorite? We'll start with Gerald. Why? Why do you start with me? Because it's funnier. I mean, I don't really. <laughs> I don't really like any of those scenes. Um, but I guess I'm with Dan. I do respect the ambition and the camera shooting in that first one on the plane. It was a little in your face. A little in your face. Well, it was a lot in her face. It was a lot in her face. It was a little bit in our face. Um, but I, yeah, I guess, I mean, if I had to pick, I guess oh, that's the one I would pick. Oh, come all ye faceful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Where, where, what other podcast are you going to get all this shit where we talk about uh, blowjobs from an, an entire movie for however long we have to go? We've only been talking about this movie for 15 minutes and it feels sure like we've been Paul forever. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gerald, let's hear a Letterboxd review since that's your your site. Oh, man. There's some good ones. I was cracking up reading these as I was watching Oh, yes, Pod Daddy. Night, but somebody... All these are half stars, by the way. Oh, or, of course. Or one star at the moment. Letterboxd most. people actually take their, their craft seriously. <laughs> half star. 2019 has Parasite. 2020 has 365 days. <laughs> Oh, man. If you hate women, you will love this movie. <laughs> Half star. <laughs> um, call it what it is. Terrorism. Half star. What? <laughs> I don't know. What? It's the filmmaking. And uh, half star. Horny people are not valid. All right. <laughs> somebody uh, gave. Uh, okay, sure. Somebody gave a half star just merely for the cleaners on that yacht. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine you got to go swab the deck, and all of a sudden you're just you're just watching them fucking, and it's like, well, goddamn it, okay. this is the last spot I gotta get to, and these motherfuckers just can't finish up already. Yeah, I, IMDb is losing credibility in my eyes right now. Okay, so more like this: Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Freed, and Avengers Endgame. What? <laughs> Uh, Paul Chomo in the chat says, a plot twist, I'm not eating bugs. I have a solid hour of blowjob material this year. Perfect. You're, you're, you're just in time for the great doubleheader. Nice. <laughs> Head. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even intend that. That was uh, no pun intended. Uh, so here's some IMDb trivia about this movie. Writer Blanca, li- uh, Polish name, revealed that the shot where lead actor Michele Marone spits into the private parts of the actress... Playing Lara, which is an actual thing that happens, and I forgot about until I just read this mm-hmm. during sexual intercourse, was cut from prior versions of the film, and was only reinstated after she asked for it to be put back in. What? 
She said it was a very popular gesture in Poland for couples. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Don't know. Well, there's always time for extra lubrication. Yeah, I mean, uh, and for those of you who are wondering, it's not like he just goes like a quick like patooey. No, like he like gobs this thing. The is fuck he up. like? <laughs> yeah, he may as well. <laughs> and just fucking spits on her vajayjay. <laughs> oh, it was fucking disgusting. I I was actually repulsed by that. Do you guys feel for her <laughs> boyfriend? <laughs> The other dude. Oh, no, I, d- I don't feel bad for him at all. He was kind of an asshole. Kind of an asshole. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting triggered. Give your balls a contact, yeah. Fox. I guess no redeeming. Up, Nick. <laughs> I guess no redeeming characters at all in this thing, right? Maybe her friend? Who was, yeah. like, so white bread that it didn't even matter? I mean, she was kind of telling her, like, you're doing the wrong thing here. Until it got to, the, like, the wedding day. And then she was just kind of like, all right, well. Julio, the spit moment from Brokeback Mountain is is infinitely oh, tamer. Yeah, infinitely. nothing compared to the law. How they the cam- camera lingers on like, this. Uh, I believe Heath Heath just goes and then like rubs it on his dick and then he inserts this guy. Like I, I, I'm not even kidding. It's like he hocks a fucking loogie onto her and then begins. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> Uh, okay, the next piece of trivia, which will shock exactly nobody. The filmmakers went to great lengths to make the sex scenes authentic. The filmmakers wanted the audience to hear the whispers and heavy breath of the actors and see their sweat and passion. They made the camera non-intrusive and invisible for the two actors so they could act out the scene at length in several long takes. On-set crew was reduced to a minimum. The scenes turned out to be so convincing that several viewers mistakenly thought the lead actors really had sex on set, and the actors had to personally shoot down the speculation. Personally, uh, as Gerald would say, personally, I think that personally, they had sex. I mean, there's something to be said for the how authentic it looked, though. I mean, it came across like they definitely were. I mean, I'll give, I you, mean, I'll give you that. That's something where Fifty they, Shades came up short. They tried to make it unintrusive. Like, the only thing that could have been more intrusive if, is if they had, like, the cervical cam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man i was expecting the grossest segment this afternoon to be paul eating a cicada <laughs> thank you alan gallerisi i'm nice. glad we could not do that and instead uh get your gag reflex activated early mm. <laughs> i would definitely watch paul Oh, that's true. I think that's fair. Thank you so much, Nerd Revert, for the $5 donation just for having to discuss this movie. Oh, man. Uh, Like, I watched this with Ashley because I watch pretty much everything with Ashley. She was was willing to watch this, and there's another donation coming in. (laughs) Uh, That donation was only for Caleb uh, from Gerald, $25. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, G. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Just for Caleb. Gerald sucks. Uh, But, like... Ashley was completely grossed out by this movie, as, as if you're in the chat, you can tell. Uh, she, This is just... Look, I'm not going to lie, Gorilla Brain, there was a few times in the movie where I got like half a chub. Like, whenever our lead actress goes into the shower completely naked, I was just like, sure. I was there. Oh, yeah. Now, I brought this point up to Gerald. I think she is hotter than Dakota Johnson. Caleb, what say you? That she's hotter than Dakota Johnson? Yeah, that's my opinion, is that she's hotter than Dakota Johnson. I mean, I guess so. They're both, like, 
Caleb, you weren't too up on Dakota Whatever. when we talked about those movies. Well, like, the, I don't know. Neither of them really are anything special. <laughs> sure. I think, I think I just like the plain Jane kind of yeah. aspect to Dakota Johnson. Well, yeah, because it's, it's uh, you know, within reach for you. <laughs> if you say so. Will you tell Dakota Johnson that? I don't know. I don't know about that. Like you're not, you're not going for the high shelf, you know. You might flip and fall. You're just gonna go for what's right there. Oh my god! There's there's apples on the lower branches. I mean, Dakota walks into that movie and falls down, you know. So it's true. She does quite literally. Uh, Gerald, Gerald, I know you're. Oops! I landed on your dick. Say it again, Gerald. I know you're a bigger fan of uh, Dakota Johnson. Is that is that is that the case? You are you you'd much rather have Dakota Johnson in this movie. Yes, but also I think i'm biased just because i follow her as an actress like i don't know this laura actress i don't in fact i don't think she's been in anything else when i looked on letterboxd i haven't i didn't look she, at her. to your point dan she is very beautiful and in my opinion they're pretty equal from a from a beauty standpoint but i'm a little more connected to dakota because i like her and a lot of other stuff i've seen her in so <laughs> melissa polish girls are hot brush your shoulders off <laughs> there you go uh nick of what you saw Oh, Dakota yikes. Johnson or uh, 365 Days Girl? Uh... <laughs> yeah, Alan, perfect point. Is it logically possible to follow Dakota Johnson as an actress? <laughs> <laughs> she at least does movies. Uh, no, I would definitely say this girl. Def- definitely the girl in this. 100%. Nick, Honey true, P. Nick, true man of taste. Uh, who wants more IMDb trivia? I do, I do. Yeah, hit us. Okay. Can I do one? Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, when Blanca Lipinska was asked what her favorite part of the screen adaptation of her novel, she said, the sex is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Lord. sex is, oh, my God. Uh, that's fucking, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, there actually is, like, uh, an anti-rape organization called Pro Empower, which wrote an open letter trying to get this movie pulled from Netflix. I wonder why. And then Netflix went, thank you because for the free marketing. Because it's a movie about rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a movie about a woman falling in love with a rapist. A rapist kidnapper, Stockholm Syndrome, use, abusing man. What do you guys think would have happened had she not fallen in love with him within the year? She would have been shot. She would have been killed. Just killed, right? Thrown yeah, off a Massimo cliff or something? Massimo doesn't yeah. care. Massimo is just like, hey, you will yeah. either suck my dick or I will murder you. Just, yeah. Which is why, like, after that opening blowjob. There you scene, go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's, yeah, that's it. it. There's a scene, yeah. yeah. He's got a just big painting behind him. With the, the picture of him and a lion behind him. Yeah, right. yeah. He's like, hey, it was a gift. He fucking chains her up at one point. <laughs> and then, like, he brings her to this room and she's like, look at this fucking stupid painting. And he's like, it's me and a lion. It's me literally grabbing the bull by the horns. Yeah. But I actually did yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's my business philosophy, but that actually happened. Yeah. It, it's like that kind of scene, but it goes like in the worst possible direction. Yeah. He, he chains her to the bed and, he, and she's like, all right. And he's like, all right, I'm going to make you a cuckold. I'm going to make sure you are watching me have sex with somebody else. And well, he does it so randy, baby. What made that even worse, if you can believe it, is that he didn't actually have sex with that other girl. He just made her blow him. Right? Or am I forgetting that? Like, she just came in. Oh, God. Blew him and then left. Yeah. 
Well, here's the other thing. How is he so game immediately after? Because after I blow my load, I'm pretty much fucking spent for the next like hour and a half. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I gotta go play Xbox for a little bit or yeah. something. Like, I gotta sure. cool back down. I gotta like recharge. I gotta go get a snack. Like, and he's just like, "All right, let's fuck again." Mm. Man, so listen true. to this one. Awesome. <laughs> for the film's controversial airplane fellatio scene, where a flight attendant performs fellatio on Michelle Maroney's lead character, author Blanca Lipinska said that she offered to perform the scene herself as the flight attendant because the scene had generated a lot of controversy. Wow. She said that only she could show that what the scene was truly about, but her production company her production company declined and an actress was hired to perform the scene. So she was just like she was just all for just, you know, doing the damn thing. So what do you think the scene was supposed to be about for her then? Um that a, a blowjob isn't with your mouth. A blowjob is with your heart. <laughs> uh, look, like immediately after that sequence, the the flight attendant is seen like crying on her way back, and like her face is so blank that I can't tell if like she really enjoyed it and it was the best blowjob she's ever given. Well, no, it was like intercut with her later like finger blasting herself, thinking about it. Julio donated ten dollars just for Dan opening it up, opening up about his postcoital routine. I'm if if I'm anything, I am completely open about what I do with my life. I, my God, that like that's the scene that will unfortunately be talked about for generations because like that's like that scene alone sets women back about like a hundred years. Yeah, and it also tells you like this what you're about to watch. Because you're like, okay, that's what this movie is. All right. It is yeah. a hell of a tone setter. Saying that she performed fellatio is like, if I just, you know, went and took a shit on Gerald right now, and we said, Gerald, Gerald was playfully just tossing about some blood. This is getting nasty. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I started this metaphor with with pooping on Gerald. It's, it's like you, it's, it would be like if you walked up to Gerald and pissed on his face, and then later on we're like, yeah, Gerald's into water sports. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it, there was nothing. There was nothing, uh, you know, performing about it. I mean, he was basically just throat raping her. Oh, not basically. Sure. He a hundred percent throat yeah, raped yeah, her. Sure. He's like, hey. I'm mafioso, dude. I'm going to now rape your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I put this wig on your head, and then I make love to your face. <laughs> That's uh, from Frisky Dingo. Oh, yeah, that is. Man, I miss Frisky Dingo. I wish Archer was canceled yeah, so we got show. more Frisky Dingo. Uh, more IMDb trivia. Comparing this film favorably to Fifty Shades of Grey, 2015, lead star Michaela Marone pointed out this film was more sexually explicit than uh, that Fifty Shades. I'm going to read this phonetically, uh, which he said was, quote, too clean, unquote, and was not, quote, rough or passionate, unquote, enough, and said that unlike compromises made to bring Fifty Shades to the screen, the audience will be able to see in this movie exactly what they read and imagined in 365 Days novel. Several film critics comparing the two films have also acknowledged the increased level of explicitness in this film compared to Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Anyone with two eyes can say that this is just, just, no. Yep. All that's 100% accurate. 
Caleb, where do you rank this one in the with, with the Fifty Shades movies? How's your comparative? How do you compare? How, how these? much chub did you get during this movie? Let's ask that question, everybody. How much chub? Um, I don't know. It was it was less funny than Fifty Shades, and therefore easier to ignore while I played Magic Arena on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, if you're following along in the chat, our, our, our promo link is for uh, Stacking Triggers, a Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk about Magic the Gathering and how fun it is. So uh, go listen to that instead of listening to us to talk about this woman being raped. Mm. Mm. Gerald, how much of a chub did you have during this movie? Uh, it moved a few times. <laughs> it, uh, you know, during the shower scene. I'll give you that one. Did you... And... Uh, Possibly. Before watching this uh, video, Gerald, did you uh, take a Viagra so that you could <laughs> uh, get a couple inches taller? No, I didn't. Thank God. Shower scene and maybe maybe during the yacht scene, it kind of moved a little bit. Yacht scene. Yacht scene. <laughs> yeah, shower. And yeah, like you said, maybe the yacht scene. But Well, those are... Because in the shower, you get the impression, or at least I did, that she's kind of teasing him, and sure. she's kind of leading that whole interaction, basically showing herself off and kind of teasing him a little bit. And then on the yacht, they're supposedly finally in love at that point, or they're together, so it's somewhat consensual, I guess. But No, it's like that first Bangsgiving, uh, where like you guys are finally doing it, and like the, the chemistry is off the charts, so you're just like going at it constantly. Yeah. Uh, Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench asks, did you read the book? Uh, to which I say, no. No. Um, no. I, what are, uh, yeah, what are we going to get from that? I, I wonder if it's I better than this, though. I don't have time to read most of the good books that I want to read. Right? Oh, man. So, so no. No one read the book. No. No. I am curious how true the film is to the book. We'll, Apparently uh, quite, because... Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what the IMDb trivia right, says. Right, yeah. Uh, also, uh, before he got the script for this movie, Michelle Maroney had given up on his film and television career. Uh, <laughs> that was probably a good call. Definitely he was newly divorced, call. broke, severely depressed, and working as a gardener oh. in a tiny northern Italian village. After five months toiling alongside cows and chickens, he got a call from his agent saying a team of Polish filmmakers wanted to offer him the lead role of an Italian mafia boss. Maroney said he called his gardening boss, said, I'm not coming in today. My stomach doesn't feel good and boarded a plane to Poland. Mm. So <laughs> he he went from working on a farm to raping uh, women on camera. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like it was when it first released, like one of the most popular movies on Netflix. Like this was always up there in that well, top 10. That's what I wanted to ask you dudes and anybody in the chat is my fascination is not with the movie itself right and the same thing can be said for the 50 shades movie and caleb and i talked about this when we discussed it on my show where is the the fan base for this is predominantly women i just don't understand i don't understand the demographic and the target um, audience and how they're being attracted to this material it just it like i'm not even think, talking shit about it just battles um I think there's a lot of things kind of psychologically at play there. So, like, for one, I think that people are just really horny to have porn on streaming services and they My can't. So, like, this, this is like the closest thing, um, as Dan's brother can attest. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of a safe 
way to entertain like dark fantasies if you're a woman, I guess. Sure. Um, because like shit so, can like, get out of can, control. Quick. Yeah, you can you can watch it, but like you you don't have to like take the risk of actually playing out that fantasy with a partner and risking them like crossing a boundary. You know what I mean? Right. I think that might be part of it. Okay. We should have asked Paul um, this and say like, hey, psychologically, what do you think <laughs> regarding the fan base but, of this movie? Yeah, so, sorry, I, sorry I had to ask jokes to step out of the room there for a minute. Oh, no, it's fine. You're allowed. If it's always allowed. You know, we get, we get serious sometimes on, on our show. It happens. Most of the time. Uh, and then, and then his inflatable penis exploded. <laughs> <laughs> the, the prop penis just couldn't take it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ah oh, man, what a what a movie! Wow, yeah, what a weird, weird movie. Uh, let me see if there's anything it's else. It's just one of those things where you watch it and you go, I mean, like Dan said, I mean, so many people stream this, yeah, and the fan base is like intense for this movie. Like I was watching is some, really? yeah, like I was watching some YouTube reviews that some people have done, and they were just like getting attacked in the comments because they didn't like it or like were critical of it. Like the fan base just comes well, comes hard for this movie. Maybe if the sure fan do. base for this movie was uh, smarter, they would be in houses and not in tents. <laughs> and, uh, hey. and Caleb Julio asks, "Was this more exploitative than the that anime you guys watch?" Uh, probably referring to High Rise Invasion. Gotta think so. I mean, the character in this was like of legal age, mm-hmm. so I would say this is less bad yes i agree with that no and i only saw one episode ashley is correct if i wanted to have sex i'd watch porn like i don't need to go into netflix to you know get my rocks off although there's a netflix show where a man literally gets his rocks off honey daddy's gotta get his rocks off thank you nick hmm so uh, like I just don't get it. I don't get why. Like, I feel like at a certain point, it became a curiosity. Like, oh my god, this movie is so bad, and everyone says how bad it is. I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that aspect to it. But then there's like the legitimate fan base, which mm-hmm. like being a Netflix show, we've seen fan bases go fucking nuclear oh, yeah. when somebody gets get when their show gets fucking canceled. Mm-hmm. Nick, why don't you regale everybody of your tales of uh, what the fuck was that called? Gypsy still sucks. Oh yeah, Gypsy. That's the movie. That's the, that's the show. Gypsy. That show got fucking canceled, and uh, the fan base wouldn't shut the fuck up about it for years. Well, you just look at a movie like this, to your point, Dan, and it's getting a sequel. I mean, that right there tells you like how much money it's brought in and how many views it's bringing in, and you know, obviously there was a book that millions of people purchased and read, and it's well, just it's just. Well, I most mean, people are very fascinating, stupid, really. True, but it's just so fascinating to to me. It's just a fascinating thing that so many people will be drawn to this thing that's you know collectively thought of as not great, <laughs> you know. Well, like, but the numbers well, like would Donald say otherwise. Trump was the president, like, what do you want from people? Yeah, it's yeah true. It's true. <laughs> that's like, a very good point. I don't blame Netflix for wanting to make a movie. No, like this. not at all. Like. 
people watched it. Like, there's a reason Adam Sandler movies still get made on Netflix, and it's because people watch it. And everyone everyone who bitches about it still watches those movies. Yep. Like, I can't believe I fucking watched this. Adam Sandler's a fucking hack. I'm never going to watch the next one. And they go on and watch the next one. Like, why do these keep getting made? Because you keep watching it. If yep. you stop watching this this shit, they'll go away. It happens. Like, like vote with your your time, your 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 eyeballs. Do something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're exactly correct. It's I mean, it's literally cause effect. They they don't make movies that there's not an audience for. If they're making the movie, if people are watching it, they're going <laughs> to keep making it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I I spent money that I made from working at a job to fucking watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. So I'm no better. You're damn right you did. Uh, Julio asks, Gerald, if they remade this movie with Dakota Johnson, who would you cast as her co-star? Mm. Besides yourself. Oh, it can't be me? No one would watch that Pick movie. Pick me. <laughs> Let's see, Dakota Johnson and we do like Idris Elba. How about that? Ooh. Ooh. What do you think of that? I would actually, I would actually be intrigued to watch that. Let's do that. Yeah. There you go. I, I was hoping you would pick me because my body's dumpy and my uh, <laughs> penis is an average size, so I'm non-threatening. Average. Oh, I should have, man. Shit. All right. Well. And if someone watches it, and I tell people about this segment, they almost want to watch it. That's true. Like. I'm uh, not gonna what's lie. Nick got I, here? I got. Hey, there you go. That's the ice cream. <laughs> Let's talk about the ice cream scene, actually. Oh. So, what did you got? So, Nick's putting this picture up, right? And throughout, at this point in the movie, we start to see this narrative where Laura starts to kind of become, where she's like teasing him, right? Where she's like gone from this captor to more like hard to get, you know? It'd be captive, so, but okay. Captive, yeah. How did that what? play for y'all? Because that was really What did weird. they use as, like, the prop ice cream? Because it doesn't look like ice cream. It looks like maybe Cool Whip formed into yeah, a ball. it Whip? probably is, yeah. yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Cool Whip. Stop. stop. And then right after this, don't forget, she P- goes and plays in the fountain with her clothes on. Don't forget. That's true, and we never see that. And we didn't see that, yeah. We yeah, saw her wet weird, afterwards. Weird, weird but... thing. It was like, hey, we're going to do this, this little joke. And it was like, all I had to do was take, like... 15 seconds and then move on but i mean whatever dude like yeah, it's just so fast she buys into it but it's like why is she buying into this whole thing like she like there needed to be more resistance from her at the beginning and then eventually she leans into it right but like there was just like hey i'm keeping you for 365 days until you fuck me and love me forever and right. she's like no don't do that and then the next scene she's like Oh my god, my vagina's so wet. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that went a little bit with the storytelling, and we mentioned that the screenplay won the Razzie, right? So there's a reason why. It's just such a horribly written narrative because you don't buy the relationship because you don't see how it got to that point to begin with. You know, if, if her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend that we met in the first act of the film had been more of a atrocious person and, like, had been worse at... I mean, in other words, he was just kind of a lethargic. Like, I think she came home from work and he like didn't want to mess with her. He's playing video games or something. But that doesn't. But that doesn't like condone what happens later in the movie. Do you right. know what I'm saying? So if he had done something a little more malicious, that kind of like made sense. Like, oh, she was in this really toxic relationship. So now we can see how maybe this would happen. But that that doesn't happen. It just doesn't play out like that. So I agree with you that it's just a misplaced kind of 
change of character, you know? Go ahead, Nick. Shout out to Alan of Interrupted Tales. Uh, $25 donation. 100% mayo. Dukes. Not Hellman's. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine eating a fucking ice cream cone full of mayo? Is that what they do for that? Is he right on that? I, he might be, Maybe. but like... He was also bald with yeah. a beard bub, so it was, it was me and Gerald, actually. Me and Gerald were her boyfriend, so... Yeah. Yeah. But do you guys see what I'm saying? Like, if they'd have made him more of a, like, just a vicious character, then it would have made at least a little more sense. I mean, they, they slightly hint at it, but they don't go any into any kind of detail. Right, because the idea is that, oh, well, she's, you know, over this relationship that she's in, and this dude's not doing it for her, or whatever. But, like... Does that really equate to someone kidnapping you and <laughs> you eventually, you know, falling in love with them within two months? I mean, that just seems like, can people do that? Like, uh, like if I kidnap somebody, it, it, this movie would be like hostile. You know what I mean? It would not be 365. Gerald is a sick fuck confirmed. <laughs> this, this shocked no one. It's true. Uh, Ashley asks, why has no one talked about her quote unquote makeover? Uneven bo blonde Bob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she went, um... Because I'm, I'm that guy who, like, comes in and my wife's hair is a different color and length, and she's like, do you notice anything different? And I'm like, you did the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Ashley got, uh, Ashley, like, got her hair colored a few months ago, and I was like, oh, you got red hair, and she's like, oh my god, you noticed, and I went, cool, I bought myself some Goodwill for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, she should do what Bill's wife is doing, and, uh, whenever you notice something, uh, she just, like, pulls a random magic card pack out from somewhere and gives it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's your good boy cookie points. <laughs> Oh, man. To uh, Ashley's point, though, do you guys prefer blonde or brunette? Laura? Oh, it's brunette. Her, her, her blonde haircut's bald. Terrible. You prefer bald Laura. Okay. Bald Laura. <laughs> That's yeah. what Caleb said. Um, yeah, I, I like say, the I carpet to match too. the drapes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I say brunette, too, I think. The, bald, or the blonde was just weird. Hold on. Ashley's saying that's not how that went at all, which is not true. Uh, Ashley is a real liar. Uh oh, do we have a lover's we're, tip We're going to have chat? a love dispute here. Uh -oh. She's going to be like, that's not, how, that's not how that went. Let me go back into the chat. How many people have called me a creep yet? Uh, Ashley has. That's all I know. <laughs> Ashley did? Okay, can we get a show of hands? Uh, hashtag Gerald is a creep. If you agree that Gerald is a creep. Yeah, even, oh. even if they're not saying it, they're all thinking it. It's true. Nick, go back on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Call out to oh, that is That is true, Ashley. <laughs> I, I have wanted Ashley to go red for years because... Uh, well, it was like, I think she was Poison Ivy in one of her old pictures. And like, oh my God, look uh -huh. at that woman. And I finally got what I wanted. Hooray. Uh, we got like about like five, ten minutes left. Is there anybody else? Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other scenes we didn't tackle that I perhaps we should? talked about them all. Um, what did you guys think of the opening? Where it like set it up as kind of like this mafia like drama. Because remember the first scene when his dad gets oh, killed yeah. on the rooftop did not. <laughs> that was, was not the movie stupid. that we it saw. Didn't really connect with anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, "What is this?" Like I remember thinking for a split second that I had the wrong movie on because. Right, like it, like it's not a sexy thing. Like right. it's just a guy. Oh, there's this woman on a beach. Weird. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my dad got shot through the heart, and I got shot in the stomach. And, and you're to blame. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys catch that? 
she was the one he saw on the beach, though. That was the whole like I really connection. Didn't, actually, I'd have to go back and. They watch didn't do it, a very good job of that, that either. No. They didn't do a very good job of that either. But she was the girl that he saw on the beach when his dad got killed. So that was why he was so infatuated with her. And when he saw her again in the car when he was like driving down the street in um, fucking Sicily or whatever, when she was on vacation, that was why he like basically stalked her at that point because he was like, this is the girl I've been infatuated with since my dad got murdered. So again, the screenplay, not good because <laughs> it does not really do a good job of relaying that and not that that would matter anyway because that's still not a good reason, but that was a tie-in for that there. Sure. Caleb, is there anything else you want to say? Um, not about the movie. I, I did want to say like, I I'm sad that I missed seeing you guys early this week when I made it down here because uh like I I ended up not getting down here till like seven thirty and I would have driven an extra four hours to see Gerald Dude, for thirty we minutes. We did not but... want to make you do that. Dan and I were talking about it. It's it was I would have felt so horrible because I yeah. would have only been able to stay for like an hour or two. And I I got to see you though. <laughs> thirty. We 30 minutes it. is enough time for me to <laughs> finish what I need to do with you. Well, we could have gotten together and watched 365, I guess. That's but, true. Yeah. We all could have watched it together. Yeah, I do been, need to see could have done the airplane scene. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, I'll... um, We'll figure it out. I'll have to come down sometime later in the year. I have stuff for you guys. I don't know if I should just hang on to it or just yeah, send just it out it. or fine. what. We'll pick you up at the airport. We'll do the whole thing, man. So, uh, with that, it's time to get into final ratings. So, Gerald, you're the guest technically on the show. Uh, what would you give 365 days? Well, I'm going to pull up my actual Letterboxd review, which I assume you've seen, Dan. No, I haven't. Oh, you didn't look at it? No, I have not. Let's see. I gave it a half star out of five, and it's really for the ending scene. I told you guys I like the last five minutes, which is not related in a sexual nature in any way, which is the only part of this film that's I, not I really. Know, dude, we've, we've seen Cronenberg try to do something like that. Yeah, that's true. But I did say, here's my review on Letterbox. I said, I had a boner the whole time, but other than that, I can't recommend it. Half star. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pretty good. It's problematic. Problematic. Caleb, what would you rate this this thing? Well, this is a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which I think is about three too high. So it's a 0.3 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I am also going uh, a hyperbole sandwich. I give this a, a 400 billion out of uh, 10,000. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Nick with the troll, too. I'm kidding. This is a fucking half star movie. This movie fucking sucks. Yeah. The, the half a, chub that I got is for is the half star. It is a cautionary tale, though, which you nailed it in oh, this yeah. segment. Yeah, but I feel bad that we even. Watched I don't know. I I got a I got a half chub during the movie, but it was just because I had to piss and it was pushing on my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley said that that's also a gnaw for me, dog. So there it is. Uh, don't watch 365 days unless you're uh, horny. Or uh, enjoy watching bad movies. Yeah, you know, I would even go as far as say if you're a Fifty Shades fan, don't even watch this movie. Because I, I feel like the Fifty Shades trilogy, at least, there's especially as it gets a little further along in the story, and may, maybe Caleb will back me up, but at least like Dakota Johnson's character starts to be a little empowered towards the end of that series. But this movie's just straight up like, women suck, I hate women, like yeah. misogyny, 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 so... Like I said, this didn't even have anything for me to laugh at. Like, there wasn't just an angry guy who printed out a, a Google <laughs> oh, yeah, image search picture 
to burn it with a cigarette in the woods by himself where nobody was, would ever know about it. That was the fucking best. Oh, man. Oh, God, that still cracks me up. Don't look at it on your phone, dude. Print it out. Take it up to the top of a mountain. Well, he didn't want to burn <laughs> his phone with a cigarette. <laughs> of course not. That's cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do not recommend 365 <laughs> days. All right. Well, uh, with that, we're done. It's over. It's finished. All right. Uh, as Frodo Baggins might say. So, Caleb, uh, normally we would promote our show, Netflix and Slow. However, we also have a second podcast that uh, we got some viewers in here for. So why don't you tell everybody about Stacking Triggers, a Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, it's a show that we don't really have like a concrete format for. So we just kind of talk about stuff that we feel like talking about. And uh, we we yell at Bill and cyber bully him. Because he's less intelligent. It's true. See, I told Gerald, I'm, I said, look, if you think I bully you, you have to listen to Stacking Triggers, a Magic the Gathering podcast to truly understand what bullying is. Because the way we treat Bill is j possibly reprehensible, but also extremely hilarious. Well, it's like he... <sighs> It makes sense within the context of our friendship because he's earned this treatment over very many years of disservice. <laughs> All right. <coughs> this is we we tried to explain this earlier with with Gerald when Paul brought it up, but I mean, this is just how we're friends together. Like we just mercilessly tear at each other all the time. Yeah. But we still love each other. Sure. Fuck you, Gerald. I said it's better than being ignored. I believe that. All right. So uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody in chat, for uh, getting them half chubs along with us. Mm -hmm. uh, we love you so much. And uh, we'll turn it over back to Nick to run his event like he should. Uh, thank you, Caleb. I love you. Go back to vacationing. Caleb, I enjoy your forever. vacation. I love, love you, you, Caleb. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with 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 the boys from Netflix and Swell, and of course our our beloved creepy Gerald over here, uh, getting himself, getting getting themselves all worked up and and probably at half mass just talking about 365 days. Uh, we are almost at seventy four hundred dollars. We are so close to cracking that halfway point, almost halfway, fifty percent to $15,000 for a future immune to cancer. Uh, thank you so, so much, everybody in the chat and all of the donations that came in, uh, that came in in the chat and, and, and everything throughout that segment. Uh, I watched a staggering, like, 20 minutes of that movie, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go shower and get ready to get on the stream for today instead. I'm like, I really have no interest. In, like, after the whole, like, mouth rape thing on the plane, I, I was definitely not, uh, I was definitely not having it. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. 
The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swole family.